Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Stay tuned. In last week's podcast, episode 14, two ways to partner with the systems or IT team to protect sensitive vendor data from non-vendor maintenance employees, I talked about how a vendor self-registration portal can be the answer to prevent sensitive vendor data from non-vendor maintenance employees. On today's podcast, I'm going to talk about five lessons learned from implementing a vendor self-registration portal at a Fortune 15 company for 140,000 plus vendors across five systems. And don't miss out on a chance to win a putting the AP in happy coffee mug at the end of the show. Welcome to episode 15, Five Lessons Learned Implementing a Vendor Self-Registration Portal. Last year this time, I led a 17-person vendor maintenance team that processed up to 2,000 vendor ad and change requests per month. And there, I implemented a global vendor portal for 140,000 plus active vendors across five ERPs. But according to a recent survey by an AP solutions company, only 25% of companies have a vendor self-registration portal. So if your company is part of the 75% that do not have a portal and you're thinking about implementing a vendor self-registration portal, keep listening. Now, I know the first biggest hurdle for a vendor portal is to develop and get a business case approved. Now, if you need help creating a business case, I will add a link in the show notes to a blog post on ROI for a vendor portal that I believe I posted back in November of 2018, and that'll provide you with at least a start of how to build your business case. There are many benefits of implementing a vendor self-registration portal, including streamlining processes. Now, what did that mean in my case? The portal streamlined five different vendor setup and maintenance processes to one, and there were five because we had five different ERPs or accounting systems that we worked with. These systems included PeopleSoft and SAP, and each one had a different way to submit requests for vendor ads and changes. And it was just confusing for my team because they had to learn the functionality of each ERP or accounting system to process up to 2,000 ad or change requests per month. And there were over 100 desktop procedures for just that one vendor maintenance function. And it was even more confusing for the company employees that had to submit these requests 
with accurate supporting documentation. And sometimes that meant submitting those requests more than once if the vendor needed to be in multiple AP systems. Now, many companies, it's it's common to have the uh, employees that actually have the relationship with the vendor or perhaps procurement collect that data and submit it to vendor maintenance. But again, the issue is that you have a non-vendor maintenance employee that is collecting this data that could have sensitive vendor information on it. So in my case, implementing the vendor self-registration portal would solve that issue in addition to the other benefits that a vendor portal would give. Now, here are some facts about the vendor self-registration portal. Um, that project, it took more than one year to implement. But of course, we had five accounting or ERP systems. We had 140,000 plus active domestic and international vendors. But each company's total project time can be different depending on their accounting systems, the number of their vendors or stakeholder group, how they structure go live phases and other criteria. So maybe you choose to do all your vendors at once like we did, or maybe you start with only your PO vendors or your domestic vendors. Those are the decisions that affect the total project timeline. So here are the five lessons in no order of importance. The first lesson, not all vendor self-registration portals are the same. So the process was started a year in advance by demoing each vendor portal solution that was available at the time. An evaluation document was used that listed our needs, wants, and nice to have. Now at that time, some third-party vendor self-registration portals focused more on invoice processing, so the vendor record functionality was not that robust, while others were just the opposite. So keep that in mind. If you have a third-party provider that has a vendor self-registration portal as part of a full P2P software solution. Now the third-party vendor self-registration portal that was ultimately selected could integrate easily with our systems, perform real-time validations, had vendor authentication, handled GDPR, and kept growing their functionality up to and through go live with value-added features. The second lesson learned is to communicate with employees early and often bring in the stakeholder groups early, get their opinions since they can be in the process. I'm talking about bringing in purchasing, sourcing, RFP through the testing process as appropriate. Also, if there are groups that submit a large volume of vendor requests, include them early on so that discussions can be had to determine how their downstream or upstream activities will be impacted. Identify one or two team members from each group and include them in the testing phase. And actually having those conversations, they were very valuable because we learned a lot about things we didn't know that they were doing with those um, or as part of their vendor process and including that they had these extra systems out there that they were saving that data in, that they were storing the documents. We would not have known that had we 
not talk to those teams. And in some cases, that became a project on its own because if they were recording sensitive data in their systems or saving it, we needed to make sure that they were applying the same controls that we were applying in vendor maintenance. Now, for those groups or individuals that don't submit a large volume of requests, but would need to use the new portal, have a way to keep them up to date on a regular basis. I do have an example of a video that can be created to introduce the vendor registration portal in two minutes to this group. I will link to it in the show notes. It's just a fun way for vendor maintenance to get the word out to the employee base that may need to use or will need to use a vendor portal in the future. And for those of you listening on my website, all you need to do is scroll up and you'll see it. Again, it's a quick two minute video and it's two minutes to tell everyone in the company what you're doing. A great way to communicate. Most importantly, have a way for them to communicate with you and to provide feedback. Some companies have internal pages that can be dedicated to a topic. Build one for the portal project. Keep information updated, especially after go live. And speaking of go live, have a recurring live call with internals. Say every Thursday at the same time where anyone that has questions can jump on. What we found was that many people jumped on not only to ask questions, but to also listen to everyone else's questions. That live help can make the difference for a successful employee adoption and also successful vendor adoption because we know it's the employees that have the relationship with the vendors. Now, the third lesson learned is do not try to over-customize. Now, as you are bringing in these groups, everyone will have opinions and want specific functionality for the vendor portal, and you will too. Most self-registration portals are customizable and the third-party vendors are willing to work with you on them, but customizations can extend project time. So make sure that you're not taking your current process and automating it. You should be committing to using this new tool to streamline your current process with up-to-date solutions. Up-to-date solutions and functionality that will reduce your processing time. For example, if you require management approval for bank account changes, and that may be applicable for your situation, but now the vendor is submitting their own change in the portal, that approval can be eliminated. So even if the manager still wants the warm and fuzzies, that extra customization for that extra approval level is most likely not worth it if a value-added task is not performed during the approval. So think of the vendor portal project as a way to eliminate bottlenecks and remove manual functions to free up your and your staff's time for more value-added tasks. And those functions should be built in so that you can minimize the requirements for customization. Moving on to the fourth lesson learned, have backups for your key team members. So projects can span years and things happen. I talked about how this project took more than a year. 
Now, if you're a management like I was, you're still overseeing normal operations, so you can't be involved in every detail of the project. You need to make sure the project tasks and details are understood by multiple employees so that if an employee was out or if employment status is changed and you lost an employee, the project timeline would not be affected. Now you will most likely uh, have on the project members from IT, maybe members that are, you know, um, leading the project side. However, you need um, folks on your team that understands vendor maintenance and the vendor maintenance project so that you can write the requirements um, correctly. And so once those requirements are written, if something happens to, if you don't have more than one person that understands the requirements and how they relate to your vendor process, it's going to be an issue. So just make sure you have backup or coverage in that area. And speaking of key team members, the fifth lesson learned is to train your vendor maintenance staff. Now this may seem like a given and it is, but it is hard to do in practice, right? The requests don't stop coming in and you cannot pull your entire team to focus on learning a new system. So here are some ideas. Choose one or two training leads. Now you can't pull your whole team, but you can pull one or two vendor maintenance team members that you can pull into the project out of normal operations to focus on testing and becoming the subject matter expert of the portal. So not only do these team members have knowledge of what your current processes are today, not just knowledge, but hands-on experience, they will now become the go-tos that can bridge the gap between the current processes and how it's being done in your current system and how those same processes will change or how they will be done in the portal. They will also be the perfect team members to update your current desktop procedures and again, be the go-to to your other vendor maintenance team members after go live. Now this can be a great career and learning opportunity for those training leads. So it's another way to grow your team. Another thing that you can do is give your entire vendor maintenance team access to the test environment so that they get used to the look and the feel of the portal. You can even assign vendor setup scenarios a few times a week to help them learn the system. And this of course is before go live, but you're just trying to get them acclimated to the system. The other thing I suggest for training your team is to have at least a five day period when only urgent requests will be processed. So there will be a transition period between your last vendor master file update and deploying the vendor portal. There is a set of cutover tasks that must be done before the portal can go live. So you'll have a transition period and have whatever, how many ever days that is, I suggest at least five and use that time for in-depth training with the team. 
and make sure the team is comfortable asking questions because by this time you and the team members that have been on the project, it's easy for you and you don't see, may not see what issues they have until it goes live and then all the questions will start coming. So try to anticipate that. Try to make the vendor maintenance team members feel comfortable enough to ask questions. And if you have them go into the test environment, assign those scenarios. When you get to that in-depth training, they should have plenty of questions and be open to um, getting those resolved and learning the system for Go Live. So those are my five lessons learned from implementing a vendor self-registration portal. The first was not all vendor self-registration portals are the same. The second was to communicate with employees early and often. The third was do not try to over-customize. The fourth was to have backups for your team members. And the fifth was to train your vendor maintenance staff. Now some of these I did and some I wish I had done and now have 2020 hindsight that I am sharing with you. I am sure anyone that has been involved in a vendor self-registration portal project may have more to add. So feel free to leave a comment on this podcast page at DeborahRRichardson.com to share with those that are embarking on this journey. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 15th episode of Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for links to the blog post, Need Help with ROI for a Vendor Portal, and this podcast on DeborahRichardson.com for an example of a video that can be used as an introduction of your vendor self-registration portal. Don't forget, this is the last week to subscribe to the email list for weekly vendor maintenance content and subscriber-only savings to be entered into a drawing to win a Putting the AP in Happy coffee mug. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. This podcast is published on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and TuneIn. Stay happy.